two of that metal podcast. I'm Wolfman Dave. We got uh, by my side. I have Bent. All right. So basically, <clears throat> today we're gonna have, talk about a few things, mostly about ourselves, not to be not sound too narcissistic, but we're just gonna talk about how we got into metal. Uh, but before we do that, I just wanted to bring up a few things. We're we're starting to get new equipment, so hopefully the podcast sounds better. Uh, one other thing is that. Uh, we were a little bit delayed on our second episode, so coming forth, we should be getting weekly episodes. I think we should be catching up on that, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, we should be getting a lot more on time with everything. and Yeah, just uh, the holidays and family and stuff like that, right? You know, it yeah. just kind of takes over. So it's 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 natural that stuff like that happens. Definitely. Um, but, you know, let's get started. I was going to ask you really quick, what have you been listening to lately? Honestly, I've been listening to a lot of different things. Uh, one of the main things I've been listening to was Steve Ray Vaughn and Double Trouble. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I, I just really love his music and everything that's going on. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. I've also been uh, listening to uh, Devil Driver, the new album that just came out. Yeah. The country one? Mm-hmm. Outlaw Till the End. Outlaw Till the that. End. That's what it is. Outlaw yeah. Till the End. It just came out uh, this month, I believe. And yeah, it's... He, not bad. I mean, it's not what I expected. I mean, I guess it, I think they're all covers from old. Yeah, I think songs. they're supposed to be. They're supposed yeah, to be covers. Right, yeah. Exactly. Which they did a great job at them. Um, so that's what I've been listening to. And then also, this is going to blow your mind. And I know you're going to like probably puke <laughs> in your mouth a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I've been listening to uh, Bullet for My Valentine, uh, Gravity, yeah. the 2018 the, Gravity, the new one. Is that the new album also? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I heard a few songs. Yeah. I never really was a huge fan. I mean, I, yeah. I was more of a, oh, I appreciate, you know, their sound and everything. Yeah. Um, I think there was like uh, one or two of them that I really liked that I was okay with through the albums. Yeah. Uh, Aim Fire. What is it called? Yeah, that's the one. That's, yeah. that's the one that I heard when I was like, well, I, I thought they actually legitimately turned metal. Yeah. On uh, that album, I think. Mm-hmm. It was about ooh, maybe like 10 years ago, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it was like uh, 2005. Seven. Seven. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been during the mid 2000s that, yeah. during that time. Uh, I don't know. Uh, once that came out, though, I was kind of like, well, maybe they're turning metal. Right. And then after a couple albums after that, I was like, no, they're not turning into metal. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know what's going on with these guys. Uh, yeah, but, but I. But- this last one, uh, yeah. the Gravity, sounds like that one. It has a lot more metal feel into it and everything, and that's why I okay. kind of dug it, and it, it it's really good. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, I'll have to check it out. I'll, I'll, I'll give it another spin, because I only heard, like, um, I randomly just put on a couple songs. Yeah. So I'll check, I'll check it out again. Yeah, um, check it out. But for me, you know, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Thin Lizzy. Of course, I always have to have Thin Lizzy on. You can't go wrong with Thin Lizzy, man. Yeah. No. Uh, definitely randomly also just Devin Townsend, um, uh, and especially just because I know he has a new, uh, uh Blu-ray DVD coming out where the live, he perf- the live album is out now. Yeah. Right? Well, it just came out. It's him right. performing the entirety of Ocean Machine, yeah, which I, I can't wait. To, I'm going to get that as soon as I can too. Fuck yeah. Uh, but most importantly, what I've been listening to, I think is kind of it's kind of crazy dude is the night flight orchestra which i've been like talking to everybody like listen I don't to think this I've heard no, that. 
Yeah, nobody listens to me, of course, but I'm like, dude, <laughs> spread the word. The Nightfly Orchestra, you know, it's got the it's got speed from um from Soilwork, the yeah. singer from Soilwork. Yeah. It's got the art, the bass the bass player from Arch Enemy. Uh, I forgot his name, Shirley D'Angelo, mm-hmm. and it's got a bunch of others. But what it sounds like, it's like it's like this big '80s arena rock that sounds like Foreigner in the '80s. It sounds like. Uh, Asia in the eighties. Yeah. It kind of it sounds like Electric Light Orchestra in so the eighties. Cool stuff. It's Sound. super super eighties big like you know kind of cheesy, but it's wonderful cheesy. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I really, I really, 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 really dig it, and uh, that's the so one I recommend. It's like a super group, right? I guess. It pretty much is. That's exactly what it is. Uh, yeah. And that's the one I recommend. Like, if you just want something out of the ordinary, plus you know Bjorn is an amazing singer as always. So you can't go wrong with him. Right. Uh, and I believe there's another singer. I don't know what other group he's in. But this just caught my attention. I think they have already have like a few albums out, but this is the one that got my attention. I cannot think of the name of the album title off the top of my head, but uh, if you guys are interested, it's called The Night Flight Orchestra, which is even a cool name too. Yeah, that is a fucking badass name. So, which is uh, something I wanted to talk about earlier, um, that I've always, you know, trying to come up with uh you know like i'm always trying to share music with people right yeah so i try to find various ways of, of sharing music with people before i didn't want to like before i was like you know what i had to find everything my own way i didn't want to share music with anybody uh it was like opeth is mine <laughs> you know these yeah. bands are mine You're i'm not gonna share all with the it. music yeah i didn't want to i mean i would share it with you guys you no know, yeah yeah you everybody grew up with me. Yeah, with everybody that we grew up with. But in terms of, like, there's some people like, well, I don't want to share it. But as I'm getting older, I'm like, well, what if they're in the same situation I was where, like, they needed that little push of inspiration of something, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And I don't know that. I, we don't know that. So I was like, you know what? I can't hog up that stuff anymore, like you said. I can't keep it to myself anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is a great, you know, way also for – to get other people to listen to other music that they normally probably wouldn't listen to. Yeah. Cause and, you definitely and, listen to a lot of, from what I've noticed from like my friends and your friends and just people yeah. in general, your, your music taste is kind of out there, you know? And I'm not saying like out there, like, Oh my God, you listen to right. crazy shit. It's just, it's not the normal stuff that you would, you know, uh, hear, you know, yeah. I mean, you go like you dig deeper into the music than any other uh, metalhead would, you know? Yeah. That I know. I I, I try to just because, um, I, mostly because there's a lot of saturation, I think. There's a lot, tons of clones out there, you know what I mean? And so it's hard to find something that stands out from that. So that's why I always tend to go different direction, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, another thing I wanted to point out is that last time, um, our podcast ran longer than it should have, but I mean, that was, that was the unexpected death of any Paul. Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of, um, talked about that. So I don't know if our other podcasts will be as, as longer, uh, maybe, maybe not, but that's just something I wanted to bring up really quick to other listeners in case they're curious, like if other episodes are going to be as long. Yeah, and for, if they for, are long, just stick in there and listen to them yeah. because you're, yeah. there's good stuff that's going to be talked about uh, and you don't want to miss it. Yeah, and I think that's one of those things too that you know might get 
you know, might, it might not be for everybody, but at least some of the things we talk about, it might interest them. So there's the positives there. So one thing that I wanted to, I was going to ask you is initially, what do you think is when you started really getting into metal, what are some of the things that got you into that? And as a kid, you know, what sort of things did you do as well? Well, what really got me into metal or the year, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't say year. I mean, mm-hmm. I was listening to Iron Maiden a lot. That's kind of like really my introduction to metal. I mean, I, and I it remember. was, it was yeah. Steve Harris's bass playing and mm-hmm. Bruce Dickinson's singing that really drug me into it. Um, and like we said, last, the last podcast, the artwork, of course, you know, yeah. um, but it was, it was those two guys that brought me into metal that showed me, you know, of course, uh, there's a lot of other bands, ECDC and stuff like that, but right. I, my, I consider Iron Maiden my first metal band and uh, that's what the, opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. And then you showed me old path and then that just fucking totally changed the whole spectrum for me. And then I never right. looked back after since then. <laughs> yeah. And because of, because of Iron Maiden, uh, you picked up the bass now or was it just, no, I was always you playing, had already been playing. Yeah, yeah, I had played playing. the bass like for at least a good five years before that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because so I originally started bass. That's the first instrument I picked up. I picked it up at the age of 14 and my first guitar was at nine, but I mean, it was one of those little kid guitars and that my dad got me. Probably uh, had to my, swap, yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know where he got it from. I think he might have gotten it from a friend or something, but he was, uh, he was a musician, musician himself. And then yeah. everybody on his, pretty much everybody on his, his side was a musician. Uh, and him and my mom met in choir at a church choir. And so that's, they were really big on that. So like literally when I was born, you know, before I was born, I was in my mom's stomach and they were at rehearsal, singing. you know, yeah. and then at church and singing and all that shit. When I was born, I was at rehearsal with them every single time they played. So I was literally <laughs> around music 100% of the time. Yeah. yeah. So and then I remember one time my dad had a festival. Uh, it was yeah. one of his cover bands that he was playing with. And uh, he played a festival and I remember him getting ready and I was so excited and he was excited. I could see it in his face, you know. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "You want to play?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's play. I want to go upstage." And he gave me acoustic. That's, and I was uh, kind of stood on the side of the stage, but it was like right then and there was when I knew that's what I want to do because I saw my dad up there on stage playing with these people there and the lights. You know, right. it was a nice, good stage and shit. And I was like, fucking, pretty much in awe. You know, that's like right. that's my hero. That's what I want to do. Fuck yeah, let's do it. You know, so that's when I knew I wanted to be a musician. Um, right. and then That's of course, amazing. You know, yeah, years later, uh, when I picked up the bass, I ended up actually getting in a church choir with my dad. Yeah. He, he was playing there. He said he wanted a bass player. I was like, why not? I'll do it. You know? Um, mm-hmm. so I did it. And back then I was, I didn't have my views on, uh, church, church. the way I do now. So I didn't know right. anything. So yeah, I, I joined and then, uh, you know, I kind of grew out of that and my dad, I wanted something more. I wanted something more, uh, more musician-y, I guess you could call it. So he decided to get one of his brothers, and uh, his brothers uh, knew a drummer, and we got together and started a cover band, and we played We played every weekend um, at a bar called uh, The Cockpit off of Montana. And it was my first, first paying gig. familiar. It was yeah. 16. I was 16 when I got that gig. So I bought all my equipment, you know, with that gig. 
well, not all my equipment now, but what I then, you know, my first base, my my second base that was it's a Yamaha. Yeah, uh, I think this I is guess, like your first your first rig, pretty much. Yeah, right? I did my first rig. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I learned a lot of shit there. I learned a lot of uh, grown up talk and <laughs> drinking and smoking. <laughs> but I remember it was back when you could smoke in those in those uh, bars. So we'd come. Oh, home. that's right. Yeah, dude, my clothes would smell like cigarette. My fucking yeah. bass, my uh, strap, my even my the inside of my bass guitar. You know, the case would sound smell yeah. like uh, cigarettes. You know, so that's how old. Yeah. That just tells you how far back it was, but. Uh, yeah, that was my that was my first, I guess, professional gig, if you want to call it professional. I mean, I would call it professional just because I was getting paid, you know. Um, That's true. That is yeah. true. So that that was really awesome. And then after that, I eventually I grew out of that and wanted something more. So uh, I actually met Ernest uh, mm-hmm. at school, um, at grade right. ten. Um, yeah, we met up and we ditched school to go uh, jam out at his house. <laughs> we did school go jam out we drank a, a i think it's a 12 pack if not more and yeah. probably stole some of his dad's uh whiskey or tequila or something and uh, sorry some Ernesto. sorry Ernesto. Oh. <laughs> yeah right he knew um but yeah dude that's where the that's where uh, my first metal band came into i think it was uh dismal tears is what uh yeah what we started off and then after that it went to some other bands that i had started and then got back with Ernest and did uh ethereal wept and that was our first uh professionally recorded album um that was really yeah. really fucking good man yeah that really was really uh, fucking good good album Ernest wrote it and he did a fucking great job and uh we just rocked on from there man um and yeah. after that well you know we did some other things here and there and now i'm I'm at where I'm at uh, with uh, the Thorn Parade and just still trying to rock music. And that's pretty yeah. much my whole music career. Um, and throughout those years, I've, I've done everything, you know. I mean, I've not done everything. What I mean is, what I meant to say is I uh, listened to a lot of different music, man, different styles. I found a lot of different things on the way. Um, but metal has always been my true calling, what I really liked. I could uh, really sit down if i'm angry pissed off and listen to mm-hmm. it and calm down or if i want to get hyped up to go to the gym and fucking pump some iron you know i'll listen to yeah. fucking some metal so uh that's kind of my middle ground but of course i love every other style of music um so and i appreciate yeah. a lot of stuff that i don't like so yeah definitely i mean that's one of those things where it's definitely therapeutic it gets you um like there's <laughs> there's times where i really don't want to do anything and i'm mm-hmm. like Ah, fuck it. I'm gonna listen to some metal, and you know you get pumped to do stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you get pumped to like on your way out somewhere, on your way out to maybe gonna have a few drinks or whatever. Yep. But yeah, I definitely with uh, metal is definitely therapeutic for you. It is therapeutic. It makes you feel good about a lot of things, and it it, it well, and and honestly, it's not just metal. A music alone is, and I've always been yeah. a big believer. Music. That's has, right fucking is there for you it when you're down it makes the world go round yeah and so i'm really really happy that music is in my life and not just mine but everybody's life i mean it's it's a great 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 tool for everybody right i think i think you're absolutely right man so you what what is your uh your story (coughs) excuse me um all right well it's kind of weird you know i didn't have anybody to show me Music, right? I don't have anybody to show me anything. So what I used to do 
uh, is buy magazines. So I would buy like Metal Maniacs, you know, I'd buy Brave Words and Bloody Knuckles because they used to have sampler CDs of whatever bands were being reviewed. You can listen to some songs, right? Well, the other thing is, and those are great because they had awesome writers and, and they had awesome reviews and got you interested in advertisements and whatnot. Uh, I mean, actually growing up though, like being super young, you know, I've always heard the the mythos and like the, oh, the big story of Slayer and Metallica and Pantera and all these bands, you know. So yeah, I started off with the staples, you know, so I definitely listened to Slayer, Metallica, Pantera. I would listen to like Rage Against the Machine. I listened to a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't until sometime in high school. I bought a certain CD, man, and it was a sampler, right? Look, I have it right here. Yo, nice. And it's, it's, I think it's on Metal Blades. I think they're distributing. But check this out. It's called Deathmeister, right? It's a sample CD. Uh, a Death Records compilation, pure aggression, 118 millimeter, 100% rage by volume, 200 proof. Compiled and packaged by Metal Blade Records. Play loud, maximum volume. And back... <laughs> Back here, it's it's pretty genius packaging because in the back it says, according to the Surgeon General, impressionable, impressionable consumers should not listen to Metal Meister during their formative years because of the risk of open-mindedness. Listening to Metal Blade artists impairs your ability to conform. And guess what, dude? So the, the coolest thing about the whole thing was it's it's especially priced. Do not pay more than five ninety eight, And that's pretty cool for having a... But, 15 songs. Fuck now, yeah. the reason the reason I tell you why this influenced me a lot is check this out, dude. Okay. You have Cannibal Corpse on here. You have Amon Amarth on here. Oh, fuck. You have, yeah, you have God Dethroned. You have Dark Funeral. You have The Everdon. You have Gates of Ishtar. That's my favorite band of yes. all time. You have Defleshed. You have Hecate Enthroned. You have... Uh, six feet under on here. So this is like nice. there's tons of bands. There's tons of bands in the samplers. Ooh, right? and six feet. Sorry, and six feet under is coming out with a new one. Yeah, they already came out actually. Huh? Uh, it it just came out. It yeah, just yeah. dropped this weekend. Um. So that's one of those things where to me, I love that there's record labels that will drop uh, sampler CDs because you're like, well, I'm not too sure about like this band or not, and then boom. For like five bucks, six bucks, you could buy a sampler CD. And you get all those badass the, bands too, man. You get a lot of those badass bands, dude. It's a nice little sample. And the other one that I really that really got me into it, because I started looking for more after that. Yeah. So I started looking for Century Media. And Century Media has uh, their identity series. And they had on this one, check it out. So you have uh, Moonspell, Sentence, Shadows Fall, Dark Tranquility, uh, Soil Work was on there. Arch Enemy, Old Man's Child is on there. Uh, Skin Lab. So, also bought this one. This was also a very important uh, sample CD. So then I started looking for all other record labels, right? So I ended up finding, you know, Relapse Records, uh, where it was like Origin, Dying Fetus, you know, Cephalic Carnage, Incantation. You know, you had Amorphous. Uh, today is the day. All these different bands, also that were on, um, 
on Relapse Records, and it was called Contaminated. So it will tell you, like, this is Contaminated 3.0. There were different ones, and I thought that was really cool. Now, one of the – probably the one that kind of was next to – as influential as the other one, the Deathmeister, was also Metal Blades released uh, – uh, uh, they distributed, I believe, this one called Blackened. And I don't know if you remember this one at all, the cover at all. But I think Ern- I think my Ernest might have had it too, man. Yeah. Because on here, there's a lot of cool bands on here. You know, you have uh, Emperor, you have Profanity, you have uh, Witchery, Enslaved was on there. Behemoth, Brohemoth Bro- is on there. Is. Yeah. The... My favorite, my other favorite, Diabolical Masquerade is on there. Opeth was on there. Uh, Carpathian Forest. Uh, just so many crazy bands that were, they're just, you know, on there. Yeah. But, you know, initially that's what actually set everything off for me where I just started to look for more and more and kind of uh, really just expand my mind. And I just started buying these CDs and mixed with the magazines. That's how I became more interested in like, cause you're, you know, I used to be like, Oh, that's that band. They're from, uh, they're from Sweden. They're from, <laughs> and you know, or this band's from Germany or whatever. And then they're like, how the fuck do you know that? Uh, well, you know, I just did my research, you know what I mean? And, but yeah, I don't know. I just ended up just really owning that and just, over overly looking for magazines anything that i could do sometimes i'd even go to swap meets and there'd be like old rock magazines that people would sell and i would just i would just check them out you know what i mean which is funny because like it's funny because i used to see that all the time you know and you'd go to like these places and they're like always playing old school rock and roll and stuff like that so i think that kind of brings me to my next question that i wanted to ask you uh what do you think like what would you consider like one of the best rock and roll songs of all time? Oh yes, yes. My pick for the best rock and roll songs of all time was Jimi Hendrix's "Little Wing." Um, dude, okay. that that song to me is so. F- I mean, you could feel you could feel the music through each and every string that he played. And it wasn't just him that made the music I and mean, made that song. It was his band behind him that just backed him up with every note they hit. They were on point with everything. And yeah. they were so tight. that. And then, the like I said, the music was so feeling. You could feel. I mean, you could close your eyes and you could see Jimmy playing. You know, you could, like, right. for me at least, I could see the music. And I could, you know, be there with my eyes right. closed listening to it, you know. Um and then could have been the shrooms, dude. It could have been, but either way. Um, but <laughs> and then when Stereo Vaughn and Double Trouble did it, dude. I mean, yeah. I I recently just listened to you know uh, Stereo Vaughn's, and then went back and listened to Jimi Hendrix, and it was like, God damn, they like the same, like the nothing changed, you know, like he right. Stereo Vaughn just played it exactly the way Jimi Hendrix did. And it sounded so perfect, but you could still tell a difference, you know, in their playing right. styles. And and I know that was probably uh, Jimi Hendrix was uh, Stevie Vaughan's, you know, idol. He's only, you know, he really looked up to him. So, you know, yeah. he learned a lot from him. So uh, he picked up a lot of his licks and everything. But Stevie Vaughan still had his style, and the fact that he yeah, nailed it, that's true. 
Yeah. The fact that he nailed it so perfect the way Jimmy did and had that same feeling, had that same emotion go through those notes and playing was that's that's to me that's music at its finest and it didn't oh, have absolutely. to have lyrics it didn't have to have lyrics to push that across so that's right. why i believe that's the best rock and roll song of all time damn just me hey, you might have convinced me to from my song man that i <laughs> <laughs> what is yours well, <laughs> well uh i'm gonna go with leonard skinner's Freebird, man fuck yeah that's a good you one, know man. you could you could be that asshole in the back and be like Freebird free at every bird. song, which I have done. I've been, and, I was that band that heard yeah. the cover band saying, yeah. well, yeah, put it on a uh, retro. And this is what we always said. Put your request <laughs> on the back of a hundred dollar bill and we'll play it. Why? Because uh, most of it, it was Freebird, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. There you go. No, I mean, you know, it apparently would piss off a lot of bands, especially out here, you know? Yeah. With a lot of the cover bands, they get yeah, they did. They're very touchy on it. I don't know why it pissed them Cause off. Because it's but. a most, it's a great song, but it's like it's like you with uh, I don't know what, what song does it for you, but you know, like a song that's overplayed. You know what I mean? It's yeah, Inter Sandman. Inner Sandman, exactly. So I mean, I could see that, but I'm not taking away that it's not. It wouldn't be in the top or my top uh, greatest songs. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's definitely there. It's not taking it away, but me being in a cover band, always hearing someone say "Skinner, Freebird, Freebird," yeah. you know, it's like, okay, come on, dude. But well, they're just—it's a great song. They're just—they're just being assholes. I know that. that At they that are. point, yeah, they're on purpose. So. They're just trolling you. But what? What to me is like it's an epic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a fucking epic song. 10, 10, 11 minutes. Believe it's on their first album. So can you imagine that being on your first album, writing an epic as badass as that yeah. on your first album, dude? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, and then the ending that doesn't seem to end. It just keeps fucking going, man. Yeah, yeah. It just keeps going, and they're just jamming. They're just having one long jam session, and I see that's why to me it's such a great song. And you know, I heard it on the way back from Austin, you know, and I was like, oh man, this is such a great song, you know. And it was just like beautiful view, right, coming home. It was cloudy. It was raining. And then I started getting towards where for it stops being so green and it starts getting kind of desert sort of. Yeah. And it just, and it just kind of, I don't know. It was just really nice also, you know, it's a mm -hmm. great, to me, that's why, you know, you know another good song still, from still the reason, but which oh, one? Sorry. Um, uh, Tuesday's gone. That's right. That is right. It's. I think Freebird still Classic. beats it. Yeah, but it's just like, barely. Yeah, dude. The Tuesday Gone is one of my favorite from them, from Leonard Skinner. And Leonard Skinner, like you said, Leonard Skinner is a great band. Yeah. Yeah, they're and to me it's great because like I remember because us because of Sleep Home uh, Alabama. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. well, they're from Alabama and they're like from freaking Florida, and <laughs> and yeah. and I never once considered that to be the true South or to be South. But they proved me wrong. There are other bands, rock bands, southern rock bands, especially from Florida. So yeah. that kind of changed my mind in terms of thinking what real south southern rock was, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I was uh, going to say to you, well, what, what, uh, any albums you're looking forward to this year or anytime soon? Honestly, yeah. Um, and this is kind of like a half on half. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. But at the same time, I don't consider it. I'll give you my views afterwards on why. Sure. But the, uh, 
the one album that I'm looking for is from Alice in Change, the Rainier Fog. So it's going to be released August 24 and uh, uh, 2018. And uh, oh, it's pretty soon. That's pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, it is. So I'm I'm looking forward to, it, and this is why. Okay, here we go. I love Alice in Chains. One of my fucking uh, favorite um, grunge bands, if you want to call it grunge. Uh, I think it was like right there on the. I think it's on the fence of grunge and metal. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alice in Chains is my favorite. I love them. Uh, but at the same time, I think they should have changed their name now, just because they don't have Lane Stanley. Yeah. Know? So I heard a song that Robert showed us, and it was good. Um, but it just sounds like uh, uh, Jerry Contrell's solo stuff, you know? So it's like... that The newest one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I heard it too. So I, think yeah. this one's on, I think this one's on his on that record. So that's why I'm, I'm interested to hear because it's Alice in Chains. But at the same time, I'm kind of expecting Jerry Contrell's solo stuff, you know? What was, so, his, what was the solo band that he had? Uh, Jerry Contrell. It was just that? I think it was, yeah. Because he had something about called the Bog or something Bog. Uh, well, a song title or an album title. I don't remember. Yeah. But I know that. Yeah, I know who you're talking about when his older. It was what? After Alice in Chains? Yeah. Uh, right. Late, mid 90s. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, late 90s. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I, I guess I could agree with you that they should change their name. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's. Because it's, it did sound a lot like his solo stuff. You're right. Does, and honestly, uh, Jerry is doing most of the singing on it, anyways, you know? Yeah. And on the other song. guy's playing rhythm. Yeah, yeah, on that song. And then yeah. the other guy's just playing rhythm, singing backing. So it's like, come on, just yeah. change the name. I mean, it's still the members. Yeah. I get it, but. Yeah, it doesn't sound yeah. like Allison Chains, or it's not Allison Chains, you know? It's Jerry Control. Right. I guess maybe we'll wait to see when the next single hits just to see how it sounds, you know? Yeah. And to see if there's any any good. I don't know. But that's cool. I think that's a good album to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually, uh, they're, I think they're coming to ACL too, so. Or not ACL, I think they're coming in September, so it's either... It's around. It's not when ACL is here, but it's around that time. So, um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna hit us on September second. Yeah, I believe second. Yeah, so it's around the same time as you guys. It's we're probably right yeah. after you guys. Couple of days. Yeah, yeah, either before or after. That's cool. Yeah, I think I think you? my my uh, it's not gonna be this year, but uh, the new Devin Townsend album should be coming out two thousand nineteen. Nice. Uh, if we're lucky at the end of 2018, but that's if we're really, 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 really lucky. I doubt it, though. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Did you find the title of uh, what we're talking about? No. Um, there's just so much to read through. It's, uh, it's cool, man. It's, it, yeah. uh, someone, somebody should maybe... Drop can, us a line if you know. Yeah, it. let us know what, what, what's up. Uh, so... We got our last segment coming up. Before that, though, I just wanted to bring up, you know, if anybody wanted to share with us uh, on that that metal podcast uh, Facebook page, or they can go to our email at that metal podcast one uh, at gmail.com. If they wanted to, they could, you know, what are some of the things that they got into metal? What interested them and. Yeah, uh, write us and let how, us know what you guys. Uh, yeah, what, what do you, you think? Like. Yeah, yeah. What got you into metal? Uh, also, as always, uh, if you have any suggestions for uh, for 
for an episode, let us know as well. I'm always open. Yeah, we're always open for suggestions. And, I mean, we want to be able to do, I guess, to make it a nice streamline, have a nice timeline for our episodes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that's cool. If anybody will give us any uh, suggestions or, or comments, whatever. Definitely. And so the last thing that I wanted to, we were going to talk about was, I think, the our recommendations of, of, recommendations. of uh, yeah. Also, uh, before we do that, though, this week, uh, because of family and holidays and whatnot, uh, we're not going to do any album reviews, uh, just for the listener, so they know. Um, but uh, next time we will. And so, all right. I mean, any metal recommendations? Do you have any recommendations uh, for us? anybody yeah for all of us I, so i recommend um so if you know this band you probably already heard it um it's a remastered remi- uh, remix remastered uh so you know i'm sure a lot of people already heard it but i dug it and it was re-released it was released in 2001 and now it's re-released in 2018 uh paradise lost uh, believe in nothing i found oh fuck uh, yeah i liked it it sounds fucking good um yeah it's just the whole album is really badass, and I, if you haven't heard it, check it out. Fucking badass. If you already heard it back in two thousand one, and between there, then you're on the right track. It's a good album. Fuck yeah, that's actually a really good pick. Yeah, um, I have a couple. Uh, <laughs> you I, always have a couple. It's always more than one, right? It is. Uh, so I like it for the uh, melodic death metal fans out there who are really into. Um, Let's say, in flames at the gate, Star Tranquility. Anybody who is really into that whole Gothenburg scene, uh, and if you're just into good metal, I suppose. Uh, my top recommendation was the Gates of Ishtar, mm-hmm. the Dawn of Flames, Dawn of the Flames that came out in 1997. Um, and to me, that's just a flawless album from beginning to end. To me, literally, there are no shitty songs in that. It's just one of the best albums probably uh, ever written in the past 25, 30 years. Um, the other one is for those who are big fans, I guess, of Agalock, and of course, they're gone, and we can't listen to them anymore. So I think somebody who kind of probably could have, they might have, well, I don't know if they know them, but passed the torch onto would be Fen which is F-E-N, Fen, And the new album called Winter came out last year, 2017. To me, Fen is one of those bands that embodies uh, everything that what Agalock really wanted to do and bring it out to more proggy, uh, a lot of acoustic interludes, a lot of folksy interludes with, you know, it's, they're just a really awesome band. So them, I recommend them if you're into, uh, into Agalock. So, Fuck yeah. you want to plug in for anything? You want to plug for anything? Uh, no. Again, I mean, um, so uh, my plugs would have to be uh, listen to Thorn Parade. We're out there on um, YouTube and uh, all iTunes, iTunes, yeah, all of that, Spotify, um, and uh, I think those are the biggest ones. Uh, Amazon Music, and then also, um, uh, we don't have a website up yet, or. Um, uh, email or anything but if you are 
looking to record your music and wants to do it professionally and maybe if you want to jam all together while you're recording uh hit us up uh um, or drop me a line at my personal email, uh, joshuapineda79 at gmail.com. Uh, me and my buddy Robert are putting together a recording studio, and we're uh, more than halfway there. We're actually got our first band coming in uh, this month. Uh, I'm not going to release the name yet, um, just because they I requested us not to. But this uh, is in the Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas area. I mean, yeah. shit. If you want to travel, <clears throat> go ahead, but. Um, we, we, this is going to be our first, uh, band. Uh, so, you know, I say professional because Robert is very professional at what he does. He yeah, is, he's great. He's, he recorded, uh, Thorn Parade, um, and he recorded, uh, our other band, uh, Monster. So right. if you want to hear what he can do, listen to those albums. Plus he has his own stuff that he has up on his website for, uh, music in the box. Um, he really knows what he's doing. So that's why I say professional. So this is all new to us. We're going to rec- we got all the equipment. So if you're looking to get some good uh good stuff in, you know, let drop us a line. Like I said, I'll be putting up a, a email and everything together soon. So hopefully by next uh by our next podcast, I'll give you guys an email, a website yeah. and everything that you need to get us. But stay tuned, you know, that's what we're working on and it's going to come out pretty good. Hell yeah, that's great. So I just wanted to say I'm going to get some probably better equipment on my end, try to make it sound a little bit better, I think, for the, for the listeners, you know? Mm-hmm. So hopefully by episode three, maybe by four, episode four, uh, if if they can notice the difference, even better. But uh, <laughs> So that's fine. But yeah, just wanted to say that personally. And then, as always, medal for passion, not for fashion. Peace.